Father Charles Duman did our prayer this morning, and he's our first guest. And people talk a lot about Father Charles Duman and how he's special. Father Charles? Yes? Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. (laughs) Can you tell us how long you've been a priest? I've been a priest for 67 years. I was ordained in 1952. And so how did you first come about thinking about becoming a priest? Let's go way back there. (laughs) I went to grade school at St. James in Wynot, Nebraska. That was Cedar County. That's way back there. When I was uh, in the fourth grade, Sister Charlene put a cassock on me to help serve Mass. I didn't know the first thing about it, but the classroom she said Charles looked like a little priest (laughs) and that gave me an incentive that's all it took and I remember my mother telling me that the precious blood is in the chalice when father speaks the words and I says oh I would like to see it and she said it's not the blood of Christ it is the symbol it is um, outward signs that are still there, but it is the blood of Christ. And so I had that uh, incentive, and uh, Sister Charles Aza, my eighth grade teacher, she was always encouraging me, and I couldn't understand why she was keeping, keeping after me. I didn't think that there was anything to it. I was scared to uh, make a commitment, Hmm. but it was after high school that I made a retreat at Mount Marty, and uh, I read a pamphlet by Father Daniel Lord uh, telling about the rich young man going back and forth on the Sea of Galilee on the shore, and uh, St. John was watching him, and he ask himself, I don't know why Dad can't give me something like that. Here I am with these smelly fish. (laughs) But, uh, you know, we don't know the name of that rich young man, but St. John, the writer of the Gospel, uh, is known worldwide. So the Lord really spoke to me at that time. I can say that for sure, that he he spoke to me. And get yourself to a seminary. So I went to the retreat master, and he said, uh, you can go to Sioux Falls at the old Columbus College where there's a seminary. And lo and behold, two weeks later, I was in the seminary. Mm. The first day was the feast, the birthday of Mary. And that's where I started, was in Sioux Falls. I ended up at St. Mindred. I took four years of theology at St. Mindred and was ordained May 3rd, 1952, in my home parish that was at Vermilion by uh, Bishop William O'Brady. Hmm. So did you know, Father Duman, that you're the oldest priest in our diocese? Yes, I've been <laughs> reminded of that <laughs> several times. Especially on You're re- welcome. Especially on retreat. <laughs> um, I told them that I just renewed my driver's license, and uh, it'll not run out till 2025. <laughs> You're good. And uh, I'm still driving my car, but not 
Yeah, that great distance is just real in and around here, but uh, being 96 is no picnic. You uh, <laughs> feel your diminishment day by day. And the biggest hazard of being 96 and being that old is falling. Mm. And uh, I'm going to have a pacemaker put in next Wednesday. And with that pacemaker, my heart is going to start to beat, and I'll be a new man. A new man. Well, we'll keep you in our prayers next Wednesday. Okay. We will do that. So you've had a couple years in the priesthood. Indeed. Is anything coming to mind right now, um, some beautiful experiences that you can share with us being a priest for this long? Well, I was the chaplain at St at the Sacred Heart Hospital for seven and a half years, and I had a sideline. I had 20 hours a week out at State Hospital. I spent most of my time out there at the alcohol program and uh, at the uh, trustee unit. The trustee unit, an elderly man, you knew he was in bad shape. He had emphysema, and he told me, ask me, Father, is there anything you can do for me? He was never a Catholic, but I asked him if he was baptized. Yeah, he was baptized in a tent meeting somewhere in Oklahoma. I tried to write, tried to track this down, but there was no answer. But uh, being in the state that he was, and he was really sorry for what he had done, I asked him to tell my sto- tell his story. He um, went from the time he was a kid up till now. He was a bank robber. So there were a lot of sins, a lot of peccadillos, big ones. And I gave him absolution, and I anointed him. I didn't give him Holy Communion, but I should have. I didn't have it on hand. But uh, he was transferred to the state penitentiary in Sioux Falls, and I asked later about him, and he says, well, he died with just an orderly um, present and uh, another inmate told me that when these cases come up the uh, remains they usually cremate the body and the remains are cremains are poured down the latrine what? so that is a sad story That, uh, but I'm sure that, that Jess uh, was sorry for his sins Another was a time when I did fifth steps. Some of these fifth steps uh, were short. Others were at least two hours long. One young lady uh, told me her story, and I said, Now, you told me this. I can't give you absolution. Although those are some of the best confessions I ever heard. I said, Now, you go to your pastor and tell him all this. And immediately she went to the counselor and she said, he made me feel guilty. The counselor called me in. She says, we don't do that. You ask him, how do you feel? Saying that, you know, there's no, uh, nothing that the penitent has to do except just accept the fact that Jesus died for me. So I was ready to leave that program because was uh, not allowed to do what I wanted to do there as a priest. But I don't know what happened to her, but 
those two instances of uh, two instances of being a chaplain at the state hospital was uh, some was an instance of what I can un remember witnessing through the through some of the years of the priesthood. How long were you at the state hospital? Well, I was at the convent for seven and a half years, and I, I had 20 hours at the state hospital four days a week. And I can remember also, um, I was in a small group. That very morning, I was top, stopped by a traffic cop coming out of Yankton. And I was charged $40 for going through a stop sign. And so that was my complaint. And uh, the counselor said, are you guilty or aren't you? And I, uh, well, I said yes. And she said, pay your fine and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you make mistakes, that's when you start to learn things. So I made plenty of mistakes, and uh, it goes back to what Paul said, when you are weak, then you are strong. And certainly the mistakes are something that the Lord plans for you. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're just tuning in, uh, this is Real Presence Live. We're talking with Father Charles Duman. He is, as he likes to be reminded, the oldest priest in the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Uh, he's 96, and so we're just getting some wisdom from him this morning. Um, so you've been talking about regrets and um, working at the state hospital for some time. Um, what would your wisdom be for those younger living life, starting life, heading out, what would your wisdom and advice be? My advice would be to uh, get into a small group and listen to your elders, listen to your fellow priests. I can really uh, um, tune to that. The fact that Deacon Nick Baus, Father Short, and myself, and a couple of laymen, uh, meet every Wednesday at 5 o'clock for an hour discussing next Sunday's readings. Hmm. And this last Sunday, the 14th of Sunday in Ordinary Time, I had no idea what I was going to preach on. And Father Short was in my room and he said, the Holy Spirit will give you what you need to speak on. Well, I read the reflection before Mass in the Missalette and uh, it was about missionaries being sent. And so um, I latched on to the idea of missionaries, uh, the fact that we certainly need priests in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, but I told the story of Mother Teresa, of um, how she went out with just a few rupees in her handbag and uh, even though the sisters of Loretta told her you can come back each night stay here don't go out there she says if I don't go out there I don't have a ministry mm. and then I also talked about it was close to the 4th of July talked about John Adams John Adams certainly was a 
mission-minded person. He's the one who uh, is, a re together with Washington and Jefferson, responsible for the Declaration of Independence. He was a man uh, of integrity, a man of, of uh, honesty, and uh, I always <clears throat> say that John Adams was certainly a missionary, a very good example to follow. Yes. <clears throat> Anything else you'd like to share with us this morning? Well, I can't think of anything right now. Uh, I did have a few thoughts. So, Father Barry, you know, sitting with Father Charles Duman, you know, as a young priest, you've been a priest for three years. Thoughts? I, I mean, I'm still trying to get over. I'm <coughs> awestruck that you're 96 and have been ordained for 60 plus years. I'm just hoping to make it past 60. So 67. 67. Six, yeah. Almost 70 mm -hmm. years. What advice would you give to a newly ordained guy? If you could give one thing. Well, say your daily prayers. Stay to the office. Don't uh, uh, put that to the side. Uh, get, get yourself a schedule and stick to it. Um, I think that uh, prayer has got to be... What did St. Paul say? When I am weak, then I am strong. We rely on the, the grace of God. That's what I would say to you. Wonderful. Yes. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you, Father Charles Duman, for joining us this Thank morning. You. You're welcome.